did a concordance search on the word faith and found a pattern that surprised me. Most of the healings Jesus performed were credited to the person's faith. Mark 6 describes how Jesus could not do miracles in his hometown due to the lack of faith of the people there. I'm saying this to emphasize the power of our own faith. What we believe seems to be the magic ingredient of our spiritual condition. Matthew 9:29. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be done to you. Mark 10:52. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Luke 7:50. Then he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. There exists debate about how faith is developed. There are students of the Bible who study it all their life and yet do not thoroughly do what it says. There is an old saying, seeing is believing. Before I practiced the 12 steps, I was very skeptical and doubted. But after I gave myself over to them wholeheartedly and learned what they can produce, I believed. I continue to press further with the theory that if I continue to give myself more and more to God, my life will continue to improve. And it does. But it involves a continuance of giving away myself for the benefit of God's righteousness within me and others. Our faith can always grow and we ought to be seeking growth with it. Luke 17.5 And the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. Acts 14.22 Strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and saying, We must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. Now think about the words, continue in the faith. The disciples were exhorted to continue in the faith. They had to go through tribulations with their faith. 2 Corinthians 5.7 For we walk by faith, not by sight. As I explored trusting God and doing God's will, I began to experience many coincidences that helped to shape my life. I needed to look, see, contemplate, and act upon God's righteousness to witness the results of it. Romans 4.12 And the father of circumcision to those who not only are of the circumcision, but who also Walk in the steps of the faith which our father Abraham had while still uncircumcised. Our faith is measured by how we walk in our faith. And it's measured to the faith of Abraham. And if we believe in God's righteousness, that we are to live by it, then we will walk in it. And that will be evident to others because it is a faith like Abraham's. Our believing in God's righteousness and living it out creates a powerful testimony that can save souls. Here's a story about a tightrope walker. I heard this story, and it's about a professional tightrope walker who was going to walk a tightrope over the Niagara Falls. Before he began, he looked at the crowd and asked them if they believed he could do it. They all cheered him on with excitement. He successfully went back and forth across the tightrope without any problems. He then got a wheelbarrow and asked the crowd if they believed he could make it across with the wheelbarrow. 
They cheered him on, screaming, Yes, we believe. Again, he was successful without any problems. He then said, I am now going to push the wheelbarrow with a person in it. Do you believe? The crowd again screamed with excitement and yelled with encouragement. Yes, we believe. The tightrope walker looked at the crowd and said, Can I get a volunteer? And the crowd went silent. We need to be willing to give ourselves over to God's righteousness more and more. If we believe, if we have the faith of Abraham, we will increasingly do more of what God wants us to do, like Abraham did. I believe God's righteousness is good for me and that I need it. I believe it enough to give myself over to be corrected by it. I believe it enough to make it a priority to be changed by it. So when God says, get in the wheelbarrow, I begin moving toward it to get in. Sometimes I get in, sometimes I don't. But I acknowledge God as saying to get in it. And I own my choices. Faith is an action that brings results. Our faith brings results of what kind of faith we have. If we want to measure our faith, we can simply evaluate our souls, our lives, our words, our actions, our thoughts, our choices. We can evaluate our relationships with love, forgiveness, mercy, truth, justice, sincerity, and compassion. Is it the kind that Jesus had? Is it how the disciples operated? Are we returning evil with good to those we love? Are we moving in the direction of peace? Are we promoting peace? Our actions come from our choices, and our choices are made through our contemplation and what we believe is the right thing to do, whether it is God's righteousness or self-righteousness. If we are increasing our experience with God's righteousness, we will be positioning ourselves to witness godly good. It will be up to us to be willing to accept it. When God calls us to get into the wheelbarrow of doing godly good, we can step up with faith and get in. I was taught to give God the control over results of how things go, but I choose my actions. I'm responsible for what action I choose to do. Within each of us exists thinking errors that can interfere with our abiding in God's righteousness. We will need to identify, confess, and pray for the willingness to let go of our participation in this kind of thinking. We can learn to do this with diligence, perseverance, patience, continuance, self-discipline, and dedication. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt often makes its presence within me while contemplating options. There are options with God's righteousness, and then there are other options of vanity, pride, greed, and selfish ambition. Growth with God can be about refusing options that are ready and willing to be done while choosing an option I may be trying to do for the first time in my life. Jesus calls religious teachers fools. I highly suggest reading all of Matthew 23 and discern how Jesus is making people feel. Imagine how you would feel either standing there with Jesus or with your religious teacher. The process of transformation involves correction, and correction sometimes does not feel good. Matthew 23:17, You blind fools, which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? Because of sinful practices, habits, customs, rituals, media, traditions, and society, 
my mind continues to think and follow foolishness. Luke 24:25. He then said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart, to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Matthew 17:17. 17. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. 1 Corinthians 3, 1-3 And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you are not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? There are logical and identifiable reasons for our reluctance to obey God. Learning them can help us with humility, but it can only help us if we keep a conscious awareness of it. For the moment, we are consciously aware of them. We can easily forget how misled we are. I had to learn the truth in my self-deception to be more open to change I did not believe I needed. I had to prove myself wrong to see I needed change. Let's look at some facts about the human mind and how it distorts reality on a regular basis. There is a list describing a hundred different forms of cognitive bias on Wikipedia. One such bias is called anchoring, which is defined on Wikipedia as the tendency to rely too heavily or anchor on one trait or piece of information when making decisions. For example, if I use five verses in the Bible that describe one idea, but someone will not believe because of one other verse they believe says different, that could be anchoring, a cognitive bias. If five witnesses give one account and one gives a different account, what would a fair judge decide to be true? If we are going to discern truth carefully with fairness and without partiality, remember, God is not partial. We will need to increase our awareness about our own thinking so we can begin to make corrections. People experience irrational phobias. There are many fears out there that are based on mistaken beliefs developed by thinking errors. People have fear of spiders, planes, being alone, being in crowds, blood, and water. There are even more extreme phobias out there like pogonophobia, the fear of beers. The point here is that many of us not only have such phobias, but how we choose to respond can maintain them. Few people will give themselves over to correct their irrational fears. In such cases, fear is the master. I had very thick boundaries and feared trusting anyone. I feared displaying or sharing any form of sincerity. I was okay to share anger, but not love or compassion or gentleness. I was afraid to give compliments and praise because my beliefs believed they were unnecessary. It took some time to practice applying compliments and encouragement to witness the positive results before I became convinced that they were good. Please listen to more podcast episodes for more examples about this. We will need to admit we have faulty thinking. Admitting our weakness can position us to see how to correct our defective thinking. We can investigate to find solutions. We can then incorporate the solution to correct it. If we want to increase our faith, we must correct our perception, understanding, 
and beliefs with God's righteousness. This will require new and different action. Learning God's righteousness involves our participation with mercy, forgiveness, compassion, truth, fairness, peace, and love. We will need to know all of these better within our hearts, minds, and experiences. It's been my experience and the reported experience of hundreds that growing faith involves facing our fears through tribulation. The stories in the Bible about faith involve serious dedication to loving, trusting, obeying, and serving God. These are verbs. These are about action. God blesses those who love, who love God, with the kind of love that shows confidence in God, like getting in the wheelbarrow. When I first began my journey, I came to a group to listen to new ideas. I selected someone from that group to help me toward transformation. I gave myself over to new instruction from people. I did discern, though, to make sure the instruction I got from people matched what was in the book. I put that instruction into practice, and my life slowly began to change. My experiences changed. The way I acted was different, and the way other people treated me became different. And my faith in God grew. Hebrews, New King James Version 11 one through two. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Obtaining a good testimony requires action that is risky. Obtaining a good testimony means doing things that are very different and extraordinary. Now the NIV version of this says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Notice the words, ancients were commended for. Are we being commended for our faith? Do we have a good testimony? And remember, when the Bible uses the word good, it often means something supreme and amazing. Do we have an amazing testimony? Hebrews 11 describes examples of what faith looks like when people have it. Please read it and compare your own faith with the examples. Faith is something that we can grow. The truth is, we can practice God's righteousness better. We can do something today that is new and different, more in God's righteousness. We can take small steps each day to improve. What we choose to do will prove our faith. Let's exhort, encourage, and prompt each other to think and act beyond our norm to grow in God's righteousness. Matthew 6.30 uses the statement, O you of little faith. Matthew 15.28, Jesus says, Great is your faith. 2 Corinthians 10.15 mentions, As your faith is increased. Acts 16.5, So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. 2 Thessalonians 1.3 uses the line, Because your faith grows exceedingly. 2 Peter 1.5 Giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. We can add to our inward authority virtue, which can bring experiential knowledge. We can add to our faith through new godly experiences with God's righteousness. We can make righteous adjustments within our thoughts, choices, attitude, words, and actions. We can do this. 
Every day we will need to dedicate ourselves to seek God. We will need to investigate how to improve our inward being to align better with God's righteousness. And as we make improvements with our thoughts, attitudes, words, and actions, we can watch closely for results. Over time in doing this, we will be able to gather evidence that will prove how living by God's good, righteous ways produces good fruit. Our belief can become enhanced and our faith can grow. Thank you and God bless.